welcome in the longtime, very successful, highly appreciated voice of the TCU Horn Frogs. Brian Estridge joins us. Good morning to you. You've been talking to my mom again, J-Mo. I love that. I, I love that y'all have that relationship. You tell her I, I read it just like she wrote it, okay? So exactly. I mean hey, every I'm bit of go it. Ahead. How many times have we met? 116 times? This will be 116, yeah. yeah. This will be 116. I'm going to tell you right now that I'm going to make a prediction. Okay. Saturday will not be the highest scoring game in this series. <laughs> that's that's a pretty that safe bet. bet. Yeah, I'm not betting, no, <laughs> but I bet you're right on that. <laughs> because yeah, I mean, I, you know, because these two offenses are struggling. Right, right? I mean, right. I, I know that TCU's in. Uh, just trying to find a rhythm, trying to figure out what they're going to be about, trying to get you know some consistency in the run game, trying to find some playmakers. I think Max Duggan is doing all he could do. Sounds to me like Baylor's kind of in a similar situation. You know, you got a quarterback who, who who can make plays, who has made plays, who does all the right things, but just not enough. You know, not not, not enough breaks, I guess, so far on offense. Yeah, no, I think that's very fair. I mean, we had three points in three quarters against Texas on Saturday. Had two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, but too little, too late there. But uh, the running game, uh, the running game for Baylor, uh, I think, can be better, should be better. How about for you guys? Although you ran it really well in that win over Texas. Yeah, I, and I'm kind of I, I'm one of those guys, and I'm I'm a little different. Maybe the, the game has changed to the point where I, I just remember guys who were running backs who got better as the game went on with mm-hmm. more touches. They got into a rhythm, and I've, I've always felt like backs are like that. And you know, when you have four or five, which is what TCU has, you know, not everyone's going to be able to get you know twenty twenty five carries a game. And because of that, do you do you ever really develop that rhythm? And I, I think that's what TCU is trying to find out: is can they do it by committee, or does at some point one person have to step up and say, "Okay, I'm I'm going to be the bell cow for this offense right now as far as running the ball." I'm looking at your depth chart right now, and you got five running backs listed. And uh, you know, of those uh, of those, who would you say are the top guys, or or are all five of them running? Yeah, and, and all five of them are. It's interesting because if you, if you said, okay, who's the top guy? Well, uh, Darwin Barlow has been a guy who kind of has worked his way into that role. But the success they had offensively running the football on one series Saturday was with DeMarco mm-hmm. Foster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But the guy who's kind of showed you the glimpses uh, of maybe being one of the more consistent ones is Kendra Miller. And then at the end of the game the other day, uh, you, they got Evans in, and you and you saw him catch five passes out of the backfield, had a ten yard scamper, and and you thought, okay, well, there's the five star running back that we thought he was going to be. Yeah. So, I, again, I you know I I don't think anyone has stepped up to the point where you go, boom, there it is, let him wear the crown. You know, they all have different skill sets. Gary Patterson told us this week they also all kind of have lingering injuries that they're dealing with. Uh, but uh, so I, I think you're going to continue to see by committee, you know, who's got the hot hand might end up with more touches, but it might still just be five guys carrying the football. Hmm. Nice to have Max Duggan, isn't it? Calling the signals back there. A scary uh, point in time during the summer going through fall camp when you thought you might be without him this year. Yeah, you know, you, you guys benefited from that with, the, with Charlie. Consistency quarterback makes a big difference. And, and, and just a guy that you can trust back there. And I, 
I think that was kind of where this team needed to be. And I, and I think that's that's going to be the one thing that's going to, if they can get this ship right and get some positive things to happen, it's going to be because of Max Duggan. You know, we, we were talking earlier this week that uh, don't lose sight of what Max did Saturday. I mean, here, here's a guy who uh, on, on Saturday went 25 or 35, 276 yards and a touchdown. Usually, if I call you up on Sunday, uh, J-Mo, and I say, Hey, your quarterback went 25 of 35, 276 in the touchdown. That's you a say, win. Okay, we won. Yeah, that's a win. Yeah, it's a win. Uh, and so I, I, I think you're getting consistent play out of him. You know, uh, I, I just think, it, you know, it, it, somebody else has got to step up around him. And let's be honest, you know, it, it's just you and I talking, right? Let's sure. be honest. This, this offensive line has got to be better. I know it's patchwork, and I know there's injuries, but at some point you just got to have a bit of personal pride to say, you know what, I'm not letting my guy – get to Max Duggan. I'm going to protect him. Yeah, I hear that. What went especially well? How'd you win that game in Austin over Texas? Uh, it, honestly, I think, I think TCU was a more physical team on the field. Hmm, okay. uh, and, and, you know, and, and Gary Patterson talked talked about that going into it that you had to be, and I think, I, I think that's what it was. Uh, just more physical out there. You, you know, defense made a few plays. You know, offense had a couple of uh, breaks as well, but I think it was just about, about being the more physical team out there. Um, you know, I think there were some coaching decisions that were made in the game, maybe that uh, the, the Frogs, uh, you know, may have outmaneuvered them as well. Uh, I know that shocked you. The, uh, but uh, I, I think that that was, you know, I, I think that was really what it was. It came down to those two things. I, I, you know, I mean, you and I both know. I mean, their roster is loaded with five-star talent, all Americans throughout. When we start to do prep, you look at it and you go, good, you go, good grief for playing the New England Patriots mm-hmm. here. Right. Uh, when you just look at you just look at the resumes off the field, but then, you know, I think it was I think it was just being a more physical team was the difference in that one. And looking at your uh, roster, uh, you've only got ten scholarship seniors there. This is <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you know you don't have a lot of experience really, do you? No. It, 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 here's a, here it's the old line of uh, uh, the good news is you got a bunch of young guys who play. The bad news is you got a bunch of young guys who play. <laughs> right. You know and that's. Uh, yeah, that's kind of where it is. I mean, everyone has kind of been all hands on deck here. And you're right; it is a it is a small senior class, and so because of that, I mean, I think you got to look you got to look to the future. Okay, things are going to be pretty good here. You know, you got some guys who are playmakers on defense that have stepped up. Kari Coleman, the defensive man, I think you're going to like seeing. Uh, you know, you know, we've kind of used the line if he was an inch and a half, two inches taller, he's mm. playing anywhere in the country. Mm. Uh, but TCU's took a chance on him, and he's, he's out of Louisiana. He's a really good defensive end. You got you got young guys in the secondary that are that are making plays for this team. So, I, I, you know, you got you got young wide receivers. Quentin, Quentin Johnson, the kid that uh, TCU stole from Texas late out of Temple. You know about it. Yeah, uh, he was down there. I mean, he, he is a special wide receiver. Going to be a really good player. Here. Uh, but but we're also talking about freshmen, freshmen, freshmen. Not not RFRs. Mm-hmm. We're talking FRs. Right. And and that that makes a big difference. Brian Estridge, our guest, voice of the TCU Horn Frogs. Uh, you talk TCU, you talk Gary Patterson. You, I, I think you think defense first. Uh, led the uh, what you've led the league in total defense three years in a row here, and uh, I mean that that's always that's that's always the calling card, isn't it, for a Gary Patterson coach team? Always will be. I mean, you know, he, he, sometimes what what happens on offense is predicated by what needs to happen to help the defense. Uh, and, and, and you see that when it's when it's the, uh, when an, uh, it's an offensive mindset. 
you know, which one is going to take priority. But the defense is always going to be the priority here at TCU. And, you know, and I think this year's defense has a chance to be special. You've got to work on the pass rush. It's kind of been non-existent the last, uh, well, it was last week, last couple of games. You got That's got to be better. They've got to be able to uh, get to the quarterback. But, you know, as quick as teams get rid of the football now, that makes it harder and harder. Uh, you lost a couple of guys to injury. Noah Daniels, a corner, was really playing well. Uh, just a young guy who's just had a ton of bad luck, and it happened uh, again to him on Saturday. So he probably won't be available on Saturday for uh, down in Waco. But uh, you know, Garrett Wallow at linebacker led the league last year in tackles. Just stepped right into you know another double-digit performance here last Saturday. Had 11. Uh, against Oklahoma. He's good. I mentioned Corey Coleman, the defensive end. Corey Bethley's the name you'll remember at Nose Tackle. Yep. Consistent yep. performer there. Uh, and, and then the safeties, Trey Merrick is, uh, you know, has um, has gotten a lot of early season press. Now he's got to kind of step up and, and live up to the to the uh, uh, to the accolades that he received before the start of the season. But he's a guy who's terrifically talented. So, And then Trey Hodges Tomlinson from down there in Waco. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Lebanon's uh, nephew. Uh, now starting at corner, kind of growing into that role. And so I, I think there's still some guys on defense who could play. Another young guy, sophomore uh, Tomlinson, uh, starting at cornerback, as you said. How about uh, yeah. Coach Coach P uh, spending some of his COVID time away with uh, two new songs that he released? Right. That's impressive. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah you know, it's something he's always wanted to do. You know, when he was a kid, he, he, he performed at state, you know, county fairs and things like that. He was in a band throughout his – you know, younger days, and he wanted to kind of get back to it, and I, and I think uh, during the pandemic, it kind of gave him some time to reflect on some stuff, and so he wrote a couple of songs. He's got a, he's got several more that he's written over the years, just in downtime, you know, recruiting trips and things like that, but uh, will be part of an, uh, uh, an album, I think, that'll come out here soon, but yeah, I think it was a nice getaway for him. Uh, you know, I think one of them's got, I'm going to get the number wrong, because I, uh, I think one of them's got like 60,000 downloads. Oh, wow, that's great. Uh, yeah. Take yeah, us. so uh, yeah, that, that, that's that's been interesting to see that side of him. We don't always see that, you yeah. know how coaches are; they don't yeah, always yeah. show you that side of him. But yeah. uh, that's been fun to watch. Uh, how, how do you think this game plays out? I mean, it's really important for Baylor being at home. Uh, you guys have been a really good road team through the years. There's the rivalry, the revivalry between these two. How, how yeah. do you think it plays out on Saturday? Seven to six, one of them's gonna win. <laughs> right. I mean, I, 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 I really think that, man. I, I just don't. I don't know. I, I mean, I think the defenses are solid enough to to keep these these offenses that have been struggling at times down. And so, I, I think this is gonna be another close, physical, hard hitting game. I'm anxious to see. I tell you, because I, I, I've been trying to take all this in. I'm anxious to see, Jamo, what this rivalry feels like without a pack out. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. You know. Because you could cut the emotion at, at Eamon Carter Stadium and in McLean the last several years. Right. You know, you could cut it with a knife. And I, I, I just I just wonder if it's going to have that same feel. So that's one of the things I'm going to be taking note of Saturday. Yeah, yeah. 25% is what we'll have, but uh, they're excited about it. People that will be there will be excited. Even if they're not there, they're excited about the matchup. Hey, let me, uh, let me go off course a little bit, ask you about Andy yeah. Dalton, who stepped in at quarterback yeah. for the Cowboys. I know you know him well. Golly, that was tough to see him uh, take that hit like he did. Yeah, that was that was not fun to watch, that's for sure. But you know, he's a tough guy. He'll be back. I, you know, I, I hope the opportunity continues for him there. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot, a lot was made of you know how uh, how the team reacted. Uh, you know, I, I, that that team's in kind of disarray right now. I'm not holding 
that against anybody. I mean, I, I think they were all just kind of worried about him and how, you know, was he okay? Uh, and that, that's what it felt like to me. But he's a competitor, you know, you know that he's a class act, uh, just a, just a wonderful guy. And I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm pulling for him. That's for sure. We want, we need to make sure that it happens and make sure he continues to have some success. And you know, because I, I think eventually he'd like to win a starting job in this league somewhere. Yeah. And I, I don't think he thinks he's done yet. So uh, hopefully he gets an opportunity. All right, man, you guys be safe. Uh, come on down. We'll have some uh, trick-or-treat candy waiting for you when you get here on Growloween. So look forward to seeing you on Saturday. I like that. You know, we're going to drive over just southwest uh, of Weatherford to Dennis. I don't know if you know that little town just south of Brock. We're going to drive over to Dennis, and we're going to hit the Brazos there, and we're going to take the Brazos in. <laughs> uh, we're going we're gonna to float in Saturday morning. You want uh, me to save a, a, a slip for you, a slip there yeah, in the lagoon? because we're just going to float in. So we're going to come down through uh, – we're going to come down through Grand Bear and everywhere. Uh-huh. Just kind of take our time uh-huh. just on the brass. How, long, is, how long will that take you? How long you budget time-wise? Uh, it, looks like it looks like it's going to take 21 hours. So let's see how it goes. <laughs> Leave plenty early, right? All right, brother. We'll get a spot saved for you, and we'll see you Saturday. That's Thanks good. for the time. Okay. All right, great. Brian Estridge, uh, longtime voice of the TCU Horn Frogs.